Hi there, I'm Randy Heckman. Welcome to the Grand Awakening Podcast. Folks, our desire is that we can incline the heart of our Sovereign Lord to pour out His Spirit in power, reviving His Church here in West Michigan, but also in our state and our nation, and then leading to a great spiritual awakening all for His glory. But for that to happen, it's just critical that first we listen to what God is saying to us and that we quickly and cheerfully respond to his instructions in humble obedience. Well, I am so excited every time I get a chance to interact with uh, our guest today, uh, Bill Eliff. Um, Bill, uh, we've interviewed before, but uh, I learned so much from you. Thank you for coming back on the podcast today, Bill. Well, it's my joy, and it's great to see your smiling face and be with your listeners today. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit more about Bill. Most of you probably know about him. He's the founder and national engage pastor of the Summit Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. And he does have a passion to see both genuine revival and methodological renewal in the church. We may have to define that at some point here. Uh, I've not often heard those two terms together, but anyhow, renewal in the church, both new wine and new wine skins. He's a frequent conference speaker, writer, and consultant to churches, drawing from over 50 years of pastoring and revival ministry. He's also the pastor and church director for One Cry. That's where we got to know each other, as I spent a few years uh, on staff there, which is a nationwide call to spiritual awakening. He's authored 15 books and booklets and numerous articles lives to faithfully and effectively communicate the whole counsel of God to as many people as possible through many, many different means, including preaching, writing, church development, and personal equipping uh, that folks can become intimate, reproducing disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what's really exciting is that he and his wife, Holly, are parents to eight children, and they have 20, that is eight. Yeah, you can, I can't put them all on my fingers, but that's okay. But they have 22 grandkids. That's where it gets exciting. Oh, that's that's old news, right? Yeah, there. yeah. Oh, is it? How many you got now? How many you got? 20. 26. Oh, you got to change yeah. your, your outline there. But anyhow, five of their sons, of his sons, their sons are in full-time ministry. And so anyhow, we want to talk, you, you know, I... I read your pot, your uh, writings, and, and they come up on Facebook and other places. You got a good website, and you have just a heart for you know revival. What it what it what we need to do uh, to to see change. And you wrote one the other day, and again, it's it's one of many that that I've enjoyed. But it really hit me in, in a very good way. You talked about uh, a, a King Hezekiah and how he responded to. Uh, to an incredibly challenging time in the history of, of Israel. Uh, actually, Judah, the, the, the kingdom that he was uh, king over. And it's, it's such a neat story about, you know, what we need to do as well. Why don't you unpack that a little bit uh, for us, Bill? What did he well, do and why did that, why is that a good example to us today? Yeah, I, I, I was just, of course, reading my daily reading and, what struck me, you know, in Kings and in Chronicles, there's this endless cycle of yeah. bad king, good king, bad king, more more bad kings yep. than good ones. Yep. And you have four or five bad kings and and they're just taking the nation down, yeah. you know. And then there'll be a good king. Some of them are 
moderately good, right. kind of good, but they didn't tear down the high places or whatever. But Hezekiah was different. Hezekiah, like David, uh, was all in with God. Mm. And and uh, I just began to notice what he did that brought revival and reform to that nation and uh, to Judah. So uh, what struck me, Randy, is this thought, can one man be used to change a nation? Hmm. And and I started thinking through my biblical history of that, and I thought, yeah, Nehemiah, uh, David, you know, one after another, the prophets, different ones. And then I thought through just um, uh, church history, and I thought, yeah, here's Martin Luther, here's Jonathan Edwards, here's, hmm. you know, a young man named... Uh, uh, in in Wales, you know, that God used in an extraordinary way. So Jeremiah Lanfear in the 18th right. in New York City. Uh, yeah, for sure. So uh, the answer to that question is yes. And and what that did to me as I was reading that is I thought, well, you know, can can I help change mm-hmm. my part <laughs> of the world? And can can you can anybody? Yeah. And the answer is absolutely yes. And so then I began to dive down into what uh, Hezekiah did. And I just noticed, I'm sure there are more, but I just noticed 10 or 11 things in those scriptures mm-hmm. that he did that uh, that were very strong and courageous. Um and, you know, he was, I, I don't know how the Bible doesn't really give us a record of how he became a godly man, but right. he was, mm-hmm. and he immediately began to assess the spiritual condition of the nation and systematically do the things that were necessary to bring the nation back to God. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And, uh, I mean, including taking, you know, the letter that he got from, was it from Sennacherib himself, basically, or from the Assyrians, and just present it to the Lord and pray and and uh, just it, it, go on to God? It, it 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 so much in the Christian life. I've used this term quite a bit in the last few weeks. So much is counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. You would think you know to, to count. You got to get strong, and you got to instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he just we get humble, and we we. We lift up God, who, who who can do all things, and right. uh, trust God. Right. Boy, and and what Hezekiah did, yeah, you know, were these things were not uh, innovative, yeah, or creative. He just returned to the old ways, mm-hmm. to the things that God said. For instance, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first thing he did was he. He brought back the presence of God to his rightful place. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in Second Chronicles 29, where I saw all this, that uh-huh. um, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The house of the Lord uh-huh. symbolized the presence of God to the nation. And then he began to restore spiritual leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he called the leaders to repentance. Mm-hmm. And then he properly evaluated why the nation was in mm-hmm. this is fascinating. He said uh, in 29, six, 
our fathers have been unfaithful. They've done evil in the sight of the Lord. They've forsaken him. They've turned their faces away. They've turned their backs. Mm-hmm. They've shut the doors of the temple. Uh, therefore, the wrath of the Lord was mm-hmm. against you in Jerusalem. He's made us an object of terror, horror, of hissing, as you see with your own eyes. So I, I think one of our tasks mm-hmm. is to look at the nation from from heavenly perspectives yes and to say well no you know the government's not the issue hollywood's not the issue the issue is we've walked away from god yeah that's right and all these others are symptoms of that yep but if you don't diagnose i I don't want a cancer doctor misdiagnosing if i have cancer right. right on the money Because only then can he apply the proper cure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as spiritual leaders in our nation, we've got to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But, you know, I've been reading through the Kings as well, just as I read through the whole Bible in a year. Um, And so many of them, even the good ones, they, they, they do a lot of good things, but toward the end... Right. Not so good. I mean, Isaiah came and prophesied that he, he needed to prepare, you know, get his house in order. He was going to die. He pleads with the Lord. Lord says, okay, I'm going to give you 15 more years. Mm-hmm. And during that 15 years, I mean, the, the heading here in my little NIV Bible says, Hezekiah's pride, success, and death. Right. The Babylonians come. He says, hey, this is all my stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like he... Ugh. And then wow. during that 15 years, guess who's born? A guy mm-hmm. named Manasseh, mm-hmm. who became the next king, right? Yeah. yeah. He didn't do a real great job of raising that young man, did he? No, no. And and you got to wonder why. I mean, it's like it's like Solomon. You, you know, you, you yeah. just think, okay, how did the wisest man in the world make such a stupid mistake and love many foreign women turned his heart away. Yeah. Uh, But it's just the constant reminder to us in scripture is that you can't, you can't open the door uh, to sin. You just do it. I don't, I don't care if you're 20 or 30 or 80, you know, my, my dad was the godliest man I've ever known, and yet he had a moral failure in, at 65. Wow. Now, the Lord brought him back, and he repented, and and God used him. in the. He lived till 92, and he God used him in, in those days, but he always walked with a limp after that. Sure. But uh, it just reminds you, you nobody's... Here's how my dad would say it when he talked to young pastors. He'd say, look, no man can rise so high that he cannot fall. And no man can fall so low that he cannot rise again by the grace of God. No, that, that's that's profound. Mm-hmm. But to me, the heart of a lot of the sins that we see, certainly in the kings, mm-hmm. but we see in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, these pastors of these big churches and so on is pride. Right. To, to me, pride is a sin that 
we don't see in ourselves very well. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, God, we got it, don't we? I mean, I see that in Solomon, just, you know, in fact, in Ecclesiastes, I, I was a wise, you know, the wisest guy in all of Jerusalem. And then he says in Proverbs, you know, that, that those who think themselves wise are fools, you know, and uh, you never get to the point where you're wise. You, you, we're supposed to seek wisdom, but never say I've arrived. Right. And somehow he got there. And, and I mean, he not only, it says in Deuteronomy, you know, the rules for kings, we're mm-hmm. talking about Solomon here. You should not acquire many wives. Right. I, I would think a thousand would call, fall in that category. <laughs> you should not go back to Egypt to get horses. Well, guess who went back to Egypt? You should not acquire great amounts of gold and silver. Right. And, and so on. It's just like Solomon. Yeah. So that's what why I, I think one, one quick thing here on that is Billy Graham. Do you know that he had on his walls? And he's a guy that, in my opinion, died humble, even though if anyone had the right to say, you know what, I've spoken with presidents, I've spoken to millions of people around the world, come on, bring it up. On more than one wall in his home, he had uh, Galatians uh, 614, and I got it on my bulletin board to my left here. Hmm. May I never boast, save in the cross of Christ Jesus, my Lord, by which I'm crucified to the world and the world to me. And wow. boy, we need we need each other to say, you know what? You're getting a little bit big for your britches, Heckman, wow. and so on. Uh, you know I've what I'm got, saying? I've got a group of three men. We we call each other the fearsome foursome <laughs> that, that uh, have been holding each other accountable for uh, about thirty years. I love that, Bill. And and what we say is, look, if you see, and I've done this with our staff at the yeah. summit. Yeah. If if any of us see the hint of pride coming, we have to have the courage to confront the other one and say, hey, that's that's you're thinking a little bit too much yourself because it's so insidious. And pride, of course, is the mother of all sins. Yeah, it is. It is insulting me above God. And uh, I love. uh, Well, one of the tools and I I buy these little booklets in bulk and hand them out to guys I'm discipling along the way um, is Tim Keller's little book, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. Wow. And the and the premise of that book is for you to become so enamored with God and so passionate for others that you forget about yourself. Uh, you just forget about yourself. So it's it's that thing of uh, that that Lewis you see us Lewis used to say is yeah. humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less. I love that. Yes, that's a beautiful truth. And and I reread that book at least once a year. And it's a short, it's, I think it's maybe a sermon. Well, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Well, I, when you get it by 10, cause you'll give them out the next day. <laughs> I promise you. Uh, Bill, I, I so appreciate you. Well, I just want you to know, thank you for being that example to not just me, but so many people, but that, that humility piece, I mean, Satan, his, his sin, basically, he fell when he wanted to be bigger than God. And Adam and Eve, I mean, as you say, it's the mother of all sin. Yeah. And I, I just, I so commend you for having those people around you that can just speak truth to each other. And uh, God help our pastors in America 
of big and small churches and uh, political leaders to to stay mm-hmm. humble and let God be big. Uh, that's, that's our only answer. I love that. I love You that. know, I have, I just finished a new a little uh, 40-day book mm-hmm. uh, called God-Initiated Leadership. And I've been, I've been working on this for a while. And uh, just as I, I read along through the years and write blogs and things, it's a collection of those. And uh, primarily centered on men and women who were great leaders and, and led by God initiation, not by their own initiation. Mm-hmm. You know what the overwhelming characteristic is in all of them? It's humility. Really? Yeah, because you can't you can't hear from God. You you have no desire to hear from God. Yeah, yeah. You're humble, so you're on your own. And then if something happens, mm-hmm. you think you did it. Yeah, and you take credit. I found that pride people are not real grateful. Yeah, humble people are just incredibly mm. grateful. Uh, one one of the little chapters in there is the right use of pronouns. And uh, in the passage, I show how David said, God, you, 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 you. And then God comes and said, I, 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 I did this. I created the world. I did this. They, a humble man makes the right use of pronouns. <laughs> Not me, 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 me. Yeah. Him, 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 him. So how can people get a copy of this new book? Uh, you can get it on Amazon or my website, uh, BillElliff.org, has all of our resources. And okay. And what's books. this? What's it called again? God Initiated Leadership. Okay. Uh, Three Days to Eternal Influence. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, I, I so appreciate. It. That's worth worth the the price of this call completely by itself. <laughs> well, and Randy, let me tell you the where. I began learning about that. I had a mentor named Manly Beasley. You okay. know that name. And Manly leaned across the table one time and said to me, I was just a young pup, man. Yeah. And he said, Bill, the mark of a godly man is that everything he does is God initiated. Wow. Well, I was I was reading through the book of John and the New American Standard, and five times from John 5 to John 16, Jesus said, uh, I do nothing on my own initiative. What I hear my father doing, saying, that's what I say. What I see him doing, that's what I do. So as a man, he let God initiate everything. Well, there's a big difference between a leader who leads like that, who lets God really be the head, God really be the leader. Yeah. And a guy who sits around and thinks up his own ideas and plans. That's, so oh, that's, that's, it, it changed my life. That truth really dramatically changed my life. Oh, that is good. Boy, this is this is gold. This is good stuff. Well, let's get back just briefly to to Israel, uh, Judah, and and in the time of Hezekiah. I mean, they repented. They saw victory. Of course, then we have Manasseh, where they went back in a bad direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of the good kings was Josiah. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've got to him yet this year, but you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, I think in, in uh, is it Second Kings, where he's considered, you know, the best one of the best kings there was. Right. And and yet you look in Jeremiah, 
I, I just I remember running across this in the book of Jeremiah, chapter three, uh, starting with verse six. It says, "During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, Have you seen what faithless Israel has done?'" And it goes on talking about that. And then, but in spite of all this, her unfaithful sister Judah did not return to me with all her heart, but only in pretense, declares the Lord. So even though in Josiah's reign, you know, there is revival, quote unquote, mm -hmm. it was all kind of outside for at least the people. Mm -hmm. And and looking at looking out America, mm -hmm. are, are we do we just need a Hezekiah leader, either in politics or in the church? You know what I'm saying? And everything's going to be fine. We're going to have revival and so on. Or is there something that we Christ followers need to do to be wholeheartedly following the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I, I think it's not either or. I think it's both and. Okay. I think God, God uses leaders. And, and as you know, uh, Randy, he, he uses leaders that surprise us sometimes. You know, here's Evan Roberts, a young Bible college. Yeah. And who was 28. And he was a principal figure in the Welsh revival. And then you really don't hear from him much after that. That's true. That is absolutely true. Uh, but, but his God used him in a catalytic way, but he was a man, by the way, who was a college student. That's true. Who followed his buddy, Seth Joshua one night who was preaching and said, we need to pray that the Lord would bend us. And he got on his knees and said, bend me. Bend me. Yeah. And uh, so there first was that surrender of his life. And that's every, I don't think Evan Roberts thought he was going to be the principal leader of the Welsh revival. He just thought God is talking and I must respond. Yeah. So I think for every listener today uh, and every one of us, that's what we must do. And, and we must go deep with the Lord. And yeah. in the day that we're facing, whether it's a day of coming revival or coming persecution, yeah. uh, we, we better, we better disciple well yeah. and we better uh, follow well so that, so that our lives go deep with the Lord and, yeah. and uh, so that we're ready for anything, yeah. you know, because uh, that's what it's going to take. Yeah. It's interesting. And you probably know this statistic that the five nations where the church is growing the fastest in the world are nations where the church is under persecution okay. yeah. and the five nations where the church is in decline, which includes America, the church mm -hmm. has been relatively free. Right. And to me, that says that, that we have other idols, just kind of like the Jewish people, but ours aren't, you know, stone and wood, but, you know, comfort and, in material things. And it's like, we're trying to build a heaven down here and right. if we could just get another car or another, this or the other, that everything will be fine. And hi, God, I go to church. Yeah. But people in persecuted country, they say the worst you can do to me is, is kill me. But honestly, that gives me, that, yeah. that gives me to where I've been setting my heart and my mind on like in Colossians three, where it says to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a release, you know? Yeah. And I, th I think persecution separates the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. Uh, so the church is purified. And then, uh, you know, all of us have read accounts of great men and women who suffer persecution. You have to cross a line. Yeah. 
you know, uh, and I, I was really impacted by Joseph Sohn in the uh, Romanian Bible, who, when they were under communist rule, he, uh, they began to teach on take up your cross, mm. follow me. Well, he said what change was, <clears throat> he saw it not as spiritualized, it was physical. When 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 God's when Jesus said that in Peter's presence, it sent a cold chill down his spine. Yeah. He thought, Oh, you you mean a cross? And he'd seen his his colleagues crucified. Mm-hmm. And so he said, when our Romanian people crossed the line and gave their physical bodies to the Lord, wow. He said they became fearless. Yeah, that's what it's like. Uh, honestly, this is how terrorism, how terrorists are unstoppable. What do you do to a man who doesn't care what you do to him? So what do you do to a Christian who the threat of death is gone? He just talks to everybody about Jesus. I know? love it. I love it. And the Romanian revival started, which led, as you know, to the uh, the revolution in Romania mm-hmm. that that uh, ousted communism by the church as they stepped over that line of full surrender. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christ. Did you ever hear uh, Richard Vermbrand speak? No, I read the, his book, but I've never, never heard him. He, he came to my college campus when I was a freshman. He took mm. his shirt off. He showed the different holes that they had blew it during their torture of him during the years he was incarcerated for his faith. And then he put his shirt back on and he said, he said in Romania, I'll use his accent, in Romania, only one kind of Christian, Christ-like Christian. He wow. says in America, lots of kinds of Christian. Now, this is back in the 1960s. Wow. And if it was true then, how much more today? And so we need, to, like you say, it's just, God, take all of me, hold nothing back, mm-hmm. daily deny ourselves, take up that cross, follow him. And uh, so unless you got something more to add, I'd love to have you close us in, in prayer. Well, I'd be glad to do that. And thanks again for, it's always such a joy to be with you. Oh, I, yeah. you you've impacted my life and your, your teachable, hungry heart and uh, have always blessed me so much and challenged me. So, Father, we we just thank you for uh, the privilege of talking today about uh, Hezekiah and other men and women that you have used, Joseph Sohn and Evan Roberts. And, uh, Lord, you, you can use one man. You can use one woman more than we realize. Yeah. And uh, we think of... I think it was Wesley who said, just give me 300 men mm. who uh, love nothing but God and fear nothing but God and, and, uh, and, and don't and hate evil and I'll change the world. And so father, uh, we, we want to be those men and women. Yes. And I pray father, if there's anything that we're holding back from you, mm. if it's the love of comfort, the love of ease, yes. Uh, the pampering of our physical bodies mm. and unwillingness to get up early and stay up late for you, yeah. uh, a fear of what someone will think of us, yeah. uh, that we would just lay that at the altar uh, before you 
and take up the cross and just follow you unapologetically and boldly. And, and Lord, it may be on this uh, this podcast today. There's the next Evan Roberts is listening. Yeah. And uh, so we pray for that. We pray that you would raise up a generation of young men and women who would be fearless for Christ and mm-hmm. and would surrender completely. And uh, and you would use them in our nation, Lord, to see revival and awakening come. And yes. Father, we long for a nationwide awakening yes, Lord. that would uh, transform culture and and restart missions in increasing ways and uh, and all of that. But mm-hmm. Father, we we pray for pockets. We pray for our cities. We pray yes. for our states. Yes. That uh, Lord, what whatever sphere we're in, we pray that revival would come there. Mm-hmm. So thank you for this time and use us for your glory. We pray in your name. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you so much, Bill. Just love you, brother. God richly bless you and your ministry. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.